92.3 The Fan has your tickets to see the Cavaliers taking on the Timberwolves Sunday, November 13th, 6 o'clock, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Tickets are available at Cavs.com. You can listen weekdays at 7.20, that's a.m., 10.20 a.m., and 4.20 p.m. for a word to be announced, and then text that word to 20357. Do it by the end of the hour, and you'll be registered to win. Text and data rates may apply. Get rules at www.923thefan.com. Welcome back to Baskin and Phelps. I'm Phelps. He's not Baskin. He's Dan Menigan in for Andy today. We're going to head to Berea. Uh, expected to speak today. We'll see who we hear from. Denzel Ward. Definitely going to be hearing from Denzel. Greg Newsom, Amari Cooper, Joel Batonio. So stay tuned. Press conferences are brought to us by Nissan of North Olmsted and I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at bignissan.com. Can I say I'm scared for Denzel Ward? Yeah, you could say that. I, I I think Denzel is a really good NFL corner. And having met Denzel and talked to Denzel and see Denzel, he looks like he's a really put-together sprinter. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't look like he's a, a safety, you know, a big bulking guy. And most corners don't. But Denzel has the physique that most everybody would, would want, you know. Long, lean, put together, but he looks like a sprinter. And I, I have concerns about his long-term health and the ability to stay healthy just because of his body style. I think the concussion thing is scary. probably more of a concern, at least to me, than the, the body style. I, 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 would mean, agree. He, I would agree with that. I don't know how many he's had, but I know it's multiple. And you start racking that up for what we know now, about the long-term effects of concussions, CTE, that kind of thing, that is a scary long-term prognosis for a guy. And I partially wonder at what point, if he picks up another one or another two, at what point he decides to call it a career. And I wonder if it's going to be sooner than we all think. And it's just due to the fact that he is racking up these concussions. And we know more now than we did before. It's a scary thing. You know, there's no question. And he's been out a good chunk of time here. So if he's going to speak today, and Jeff said it and he's right, uh, if Denzel's going to speak, usually you don't throw a guy out there to speak unless he's good to go. Yeah, it's usually or, a good indication. Or on his way to playing. So I would, and I'm, I'm assuming, and you all know what happens when you assume, um, I'm assuming he's going to play against Miami, which is a really good thing. means he'll be all over Tyreek Hill or as close to anybody can be all over Tyreek Hill. It's going to be interesting with him, and, and that matchup in itself is interesting. I, I wonder if they just – I don't know if you can. In fact, I don't think you can with Jalen Waddell. But I wonder if they almost do the Patriots thing. And by that, I mean the Patriots are notorious for their defense. What they'll do is they'll basically take one guy, your best receiver, and he'll get double teamed, and you'll take your best corner and put him over on the second receiver to lock him down. And they've done that since Revis. And then before Revis, they did it, you know, with all sorts of guys there. It's why J.C. Jackson got paid the way that he did. And I wonder if you see something like that out of the Browns against Tyreek Hill, where it's like, okay, we're going to put two guys over here, and their goal is going to be don't let him get behind you. You just backpedal until you cannot backpedal any further until you're standing in the ocean. And you do the best that you can to make sure that he doesn't completely get by you. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I wonder if that's the way you got to handle it because that's what they've done. I mean, Andrew Siliano laid it out. These over routes, deep over, right over into the middle of the field. You've got to be super understanding of your coverages and of your zones to make sure that that dude doesn't get behind you and just torch you. I mean, that's what's happened all season long with him is he just gets the ball in these over routes and just boom, gone, see ya. You know, one thing that's been really impressive to me too, and this isn't a blanket statement, but oftentimes when you see a star player later in his career go to another team, whether free agency or trade or whatever, he leaves his best days in his old city. Right. Tyreek Hill's been every bit as good in Miami as he was in Kansas City. That's been pretty impressive to see. It's been really impressive. And on top of that, you'd think that going from the quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, yeah. who can't overthrow him, you know, has a can launch it forty, you know, forty yards down the field like it's nothing. I mean, the the fact that he could do that, and now he's gone to a quarterback that doesn't have that arm, and it's still been productive, is incredibly impressive. Almost as impressive of what Amari Cooper has been able to do with the Browns and the way that he's been able to work with Jacoby Brissett. He is live from Berea right now. Thomas, Jason Taylor, those those guys, yeah. that era, Ronnie Brown. Did you want to play there when you had enough? Uh, I don't think I've, yeah, I don't think I ever um, looked at it that way because I always understood how the draft worked. I think I more so was always excited just about being drafted to any NFL team. Was there any chance that you know, Cowboys traded you to Miami? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's above yeah. my pay grade right there. I'm all right, what do you guys have to do offensively? To match what you did against the Bengals, I just got to execute the game plan. Um, You know, I think the coaches have been doing a tremendous job with giving us a good game plan. Like I um, I said before, um, it's 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 easy for us to execute a good game plan. So, really, the self scout tomorrow. What kind of came out of it? The self scout of their defense. No, no, like the 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 bye week. Oh, the self scout. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I mean, was able to reflect on a, a lot of stuff that we've we've been doing, and more specifically the stuff that I've been doing. Um, just looking at my tendencies and stuff like that, because I try to put my my myself in the in the mind frame of the guys who are guarding me. Um, try not to tip them off too much, and if I I feel like I am, I try to change some stuff up. Tyreek Hill's kind of, I don't want to say the opposite of you, but you're a little bit bigger, you know, he's a little bit smaller. Is there anything that you could take away from his game or anything you really think he does the best in the league? Uh, he's probably the fastest in the league, for sure. Um, just that speed alone, like when you're going up against a, a defensive back, they'll tell you it uh, it threatens them a lot. Uh, you always want to uh, give the illusion of speed. I mean, with him, you don't even have to give the illusion. He's just... He's just fast, so they're they're quick to get out of that that back pedal, and it makes it easier for them. Knowing how hard it is to, to rack up the the yards and receptions, pretty remarkable that he's already at one one oh four with a chance to go over two thousand this season. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's a a very explosive player, um, and he gets a lot of opportunities downfield, which is even better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just the opportunity. The opportunities downfield, you know, uh, he's just he's just really great at what he does. You know, all the uh, post routes, the go the go routes, the double moves, and stuff like that. And he's he's always coming down with them. So, you know, it behooves them to keep throwing it to him. You know.
Hey, Amari, any concern? You guys played so well against the Bengals, then you have a bye, that that would kind of slow down the momentum that you had? Or do you think you can pick it up where you left off? No, because it was our last game, you know. Our last game, our last win. So, uh, you know, we still feel that momentum. Hey, Amari, so when you were doing that self-scouting, did you discover that you weren't tipping anything off? Did I? <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's all, you always have tendencies, and that's why you do the self-scout. Um, at least in my eyes, like I, you know, sometimes I give the DBs too much credit. Sometimes I, I think they're uh, three steps ahead when really they, they aren't. So, uh, at least in my eyes, uh, you know, obviously I had some, t I had some tendencies, but you know, I'm looking to, to change those up. One of the unique things with the, this, the way the schedule's laid out now, the 17 games, and you guys are gonna have to play six of your final nine on the road. Just what type of a challenge or even opportunity does that? present for you guys? I don't really think it presents a challenge, uh, at least in my eyes. At the end of the day, it's just, it's just football, you know. Um, I ain't from Cleveland, you know, so <laughs> it's like a, if you, it, there's many ways you can look at it, basically what I'm trying to say. Do you feel like your, uh, your relationship with Jacoby uh, sort of got off to a little bit of a natural start because you're both from South Florida, there's a lot of unspoken things that you didn't have to try to explain or say or how did that kind of yeah, yeah of course I mean um, when you're from a certain place you are you automatically have things in common culturally certain words and stuff that you use are, are uh, particular to certain places so we were able to gel really quickly yeah you're right about that uh, what stands out about Xavier Howard uh, a lot you know um, really talented player um, really plays the position well um, you know, ball skills is a thing that really stands out. But you know, not just that. I think his technique is real sound, um, real physical at the line of scrimmage. Um, IQ. I mean, he he really has it all. You know, he's he's a real great player. Do you prepare any differently during the week when you're going up a guy with maybe the skill set that he has versus a, just another week? Um. I wouldn't say that. I would say just more so. You know what's in front of you. I mean, you know, you know, you know what you're gonna get on Sunday. Um, you know, it's gonna be a, a competitive grind. So um, I mean, I just I approach it the same way. You know, as far as watching film and everything like that. But I just know it's gonna be a, you know a bit harder. You know. Do you think visiting teams have trouble adjusting to playing down in South Florida? Um, I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. It's just because it's hotter. It's it's hot down there. <laughs> you know what I mean. So um, when it's you plan in a hotter place, you get tired fast. You sweat more. Dehydration. So I mean, yeah. I mean, something you have to uh, so prepare you giving, for. You giving out any tips to teammates on how to prepare for that? I mean, we all pros, but of course, you know, um, just more hydration on the plane and stuff like that. A um, little bit of extra sprints after practice. Yeah. You have a lot of family and friends going to. You going Sunday? Yeah, I got, I got family going, for sure. Do you have, at this stage in your career, like, is each bye week kind of, like, the same for you? Like, do you have kind of a system of how you spend that week and what you want to, you know, accomplish rest-wise, um, recovery-wise, working on things? Yeah, I mean, just time away. It, it all depends on the team, you know. Um, some teams give you a longer break. Some teams give you a shorter break. So it just depends. As a vet, you've experienced this plenty of times, but coming out of the bye, does it give you kind of an energy to see some of the guys who were sidelined before get healthy and get back to practice and preparing for this next game for you guys? 
Yeah, I mean, that's one thing about, you know, injury uh, in, in, in this league, you know, because we all play through some type of pain. Um, but when you have a, a week, that's really a long time to be able to, to come back from something that might be hurt on Sunday, that you might hurt on Sunday. It might be crazy pain uh, on Monday, but then by the time you get to Friday, it's a lot better than what you expected, and you feel like you can kind of play with the, the 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 pain that you're currently feeling. So, I mean, the bye week is just a whole bunch of extra time <coughs> to recover, uh, more than enough time to recover from, from most injuries to, to be able to go and play on Sunday. Yeah. That's Amari Cooper, Browns wide receiver, leading wide receiver for the Browns, heading back to South Florida to play the Dolphins coming up on Sunday. Get ready for that. Denzel Ward is coming up. We'll hear what Denzel has to say. Hopefully he's playing this week. Maybe he can tell us. So stay tuned right here on 92.3 The Fan. He's one of the better ones in the league. Do you think crowds get, um, you know, visiting teams anytime they have an offensive pre-snap penalty? You know, the commentators say, oh, the, the, you know, the, the crowd is you know, causing problems for the offensive line. How, how much of that is really true? How, how impactful um, is a crowd when it comes to those pre-snap penalties? It's loud. Uh, if you get, like, under center and it gets very, very, very loud and, like, tackles or tight ends can't hear, I think that's really the only problem where it's, like, the crowd noise is actually doing it. Um, you know, you're on silent count, though, so that's part of the crowd noise as well. You know, so it's a, it's a factor, but um, a lot of times it's usually, like, we have a di- few different varieties of silent count and you just get mixed up on which one's which or you go a little early or something like that. So it, it's, it's give and take. Obviously, the crowd noise there makes us go on silent count, but I don't know if it's as huge of a deal. I mean, first and foremost, he's a great player, and that, that helps a lot. He's done a lot of good things for us. I think most of the time, anytime we need a big third down conversion, it's, you know, finding Amari. Uh, but he works hard. He's at the facility all the time. He studies his film. I think he's a great example for the, you know, young receivers, young skill position guys. And, and they really do have, like, some great examples with him and Nick, you know the way they work, the way they produce on the field. Um, so it's been really good. You know, he's, he's a little bit quiet, kind of like Nick. But uh, when we need a big moment, it seems like we're, we're finding him and he's finding the ball. When you talk about Bradley Chubb, I mean, his sack numbers haven't been like, unbelievable throughout his career. But obviously, they made a big trade for him and paid him a bunch of money. So what is it about his game that really stands out? Yeah, he's, he's kind of like a bigger, bigger rusher. He's powerful. He compresses the pocket. And they have a lot of good interior push. You know, their guys inside. Um, really push the pocket so him Ingram Phillips like they have these three guys now that they kind of rotate out and they have the speed package that they can kind of put them anywhere they can run games but um not just sag numbers you know Bradley Chubb's a great you know run defender too and he does a really good job of that so he's kind of an all-around all-around guy and I think it's just going to give him a lot more options to run games to put some of the guys inside or outside um it's just another another body you got to account for on those on those third downs though Joel how do you see uh Jacoby Brissett improved from that first game through now. Yeah, he's, he's done a really good job. You know, it's uh, really been no question that you know he's taken the reins and it's it's been his his job. Um, but the way he's played is just it, it, it's impressive to me. He's been in a lot of tough situations in his career. You know, where he's gone and wasn't sure he's going to start, ends up being the starter, things of that nature. But um, I think he's making good decisions with the ball, and that's something we always stress here. Is like, we can't turn the ball over. You know, we got to take care of the ball. Um, so he's done a good job with that. And um, taking what's there, you know, we're not we're not trying to force too much. But when he has to take those big shots, you know, you saw last game against, you know, Amari deep 
um, those type of plays have been huge for us. Joel, what's your biggest takeaway from the five? Just a reflection on the offense with the, the time on. Yeah, we do a little self-study and stuff, and, uh, you know, we've had some real successful. You can kind of see more individually, you know, like successful runs, you know, successful things. I mean, obviously, like, be in third and short, and it helps you out, you know. Don't be in third and long. Things like that where you kind of look at it, no duh. Um, but, but no, we're, we're at a good place. I think it was good for the guys to get – um, get away for a little bit and just reflect and come in with a bunch of energy. You know, we, I thought we played our most, obviously we won, but our most energetic game as a team. And so if we can just bring that energy and passion, you know, week in and week out, I think we're going to be a lot better. Jacoby kind of mentioned that about you guys stop yourselves a lot of times. You mentioned not converting on third down. Was that something that you saw as well? Yeah, yeah, especially, like I said, the longer, you know, anything third and six plus, it's, you know, kind of hurt us a little bit. When we can convert and stay on the field, you know, we've been, we've been pretty, pretty good on offense. That's Joel Batonio, Brown's left guard. Always good to hear from Joel. Always affable, always nice. Veteran leader. Veteran, Veteran leader. answers. Veteran leader. Part of the large group that did self-scouting. That's the <laughs> Other than trending appropriately, which I kind of like. Trending appropriately. Uh, that one I kind of like. But the self-scouting, does that mean like uh, we watch tape? Well, that, Jeff, that, after after every show, I tend to go home and do a nice self-scout session, and we, we sit there and listen and take notes and figure out where we can improve and go from there. It, it's just. Did you self-scout? Did you self-scout? Over the bye week? Um, yeah. Like I, Kevin Stefanski started that, though. Oh, that is. Kevin was dropping the self-scout like it crazy. It makes me laugh how he starts it, and these guys all then turn around and repeat it. Well, and, and let's be let's be fair. Everybody in our business asking them questions, then throws it out. Self scout. <laughs> when you when you did your self scouting. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, you're just feeding right back into it. Or it's like, or it's just like, okay, here's another nothing nonsense answer. Oh yes, our self scout. We noticed that we had some tendencies. Well, what were those tendencies? Uh, football. <laughs> I'm not telling you my tendencies. Yeah, those things will happen. Uh, you don't want to say. You don't want the other team to pick it up, do you? Just in case you don't well, bust so that, out of it. Hopefully they're more obsessed with their own self-scout to hear your scout of yourself. I'm, now I feel like I'm doing George Carlin. I'm sorry. Yeah, now I'm really confused. <laughs> you did just really confuse me. I, I got to give – I think Miami's been fun. Yes. And, you know, they're 6-3. and three. They've played good football. Mike McDaniel's been a real nice coach. He doesn't look anything like what you might think a football coach looks like. You know, he was here as a wide receiver coach. He's a young guy. I, I had to crack up last week when Justin Fields was rushing for, what, 174 yards against them? Mm -hmm. Something ridiculous. He apparently yelled out on the field as either as Justin was running by or, like, right after a play. He just yelled at him, stop it. Yep. Stop it. He is, and it's that's, so that's funny. It's so funny when he got hired because every single person who played with him or it was coached by him, I should say, because he never actually played, says he is ridiculously smart and he is the most comfortable in his own skin coach you will ever meet in your life. That's cool. That he's just that guy, Mike McDaniel, is Mike McDaniel. That's how he is just every single time that he goes. I mean, I'll never forget the the press conference and this, you know, reference may go over your head a little bit, but when I was in oh, high, 
when I was in high school, there was a rapper named Mike Jones, and he had a song where he repeated his oh, name over I and love, over and I over again. I love Mike Jones. And so there is also a reporter he was who's my named anchor Mike in, Jones. He was my anchor in Beaumont, there Michael you, Jones. There you go. And he just goes, you know, Mike Jones, the athletic, and you just hear Mike Medina go, Mike Jones, who? Mike Jones, which was right out of that song. And it was just such that perfect in my own skin guy that he is and he can be. And he's been awesome so far. We now go live to Berea for Browns cornerback Denzel Ward. Uh, take care of my health, take care of my brain. So we're just trying to find ways to uh, treat the brain in a sense. So just doing things like getting in the hyperbaric chamber and uh, light therapy, uh, staying out of the light and loud noises and stuff like that. So just trying to do whatever I can personally to um, help heal it, help heal it fast. incident, you know, we see a lot of concussions where quarterbacks, you can see that it's the turf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the running back had broke through uh, when I was making a tackle. So it wasn't a hit on him. It was when I went down to the ground. My head had uh, hit off the ground and uh, had went over to the sideline. And, uh, yeah, they diagnosed me as having a concussion. Did it feel like a concussion? Or just a yeah. yeah, yeah, just a little bit, yeah. When did you get start feeling normal? Normal? Um, what was that? Probably... A little, little while ago, a little while ago, but so I'm good now. I mean, is it tough when you're not, like when you're not yourself and it's kind of a nebulous kind mm-hmm. of injury? Yeah, it is tough. I mean, uh, throughout that whole time, I was I was having headaches, having headaches uh, like every day. So, um, and in the protocol, if you're having any symptoms, you're not able to really progress. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I was kind of concerned a little bit, just like when are these headaches going to go away, when I'm going to start feeling better. But I uh, was able to overcome that and I'm glad to be here now. Yeah, it's exciting. It's fun. I mean, this is a game that I love to play, and um, I mean, I'm just glad to be out here with the guys, being able to play the game again. So, uh, I'm looking forward to the matchup uh, going against the Dolphins. They're a good team. Uh, I feel we're a good team too. So, I think we match up well with those guys, but. Uh, we just got to go out there and uh, try to find a way to get a win. So did you go against Tyreek uh, in those Kansas City games, and how did that matchup go? Uh, we didn't get the win, so it, it didn't go that great. But um, like I said, I think we match up well. Uh, those are talented receivers and, and guys over there, so uh, we'll see come game time. Though. But what do, you remember, what do you remember about your personal uh, duels with him in those mm-hmm. Kansas City games? Yeah, I think I did solid, did solid, but obviously not good enough to – to get a win, uh, so obviously didn't do good enough. So just got to find a way to go out there, do my job, and uh, make plays, and uh, try to shut those guys down as much as we can, and uh, try to find a way to get a win. Not necessarily at the corner position. Like I said, it's just uh, more so our matchup going against uh, those receivers and trying to find a way to to beat those guys and then attack the ball when it's in the air. At this stage of your career, do you suffer from not practicing? Um, I think I think it's kind of in the middle. I I feel you you definitely want to have those reps and and get those get that endurance on your legs and run. But um, I know my playbook and know things. So maybe if I don't get as many reps, I feel I'm still capable of going out there and playing uh, pretty well. But definitely want those reps and go out there practice, uh, be with the guys and get on the same page. That's Denzel Ward. Good news, he's playing. Back from his concussion, so Denzel going up against the Miami Dolphins uh, couldn't be better because, boy, Waddle, Hill, they, they have the offensive weapons. You need, your, you need your A1 DBs out there. 
and he's certainly one of them. Press conference is brought to us by Nissan of North Olmsted and I-90 Nissan in Sheffield Village. You can shop online at BigNissan.com. BigNissan.com.